Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are listening to the Woken Bake slash 5150 slash podcast slash modcast. Whoop whoop! I am joined today, as always, as regularly, as normal. Normal. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Few exceptions. Yeah, very rare exceptions. Yeah. Dave Buttonface and Johan LaPlante. Johan, how are you doing? I actually gotta go to work. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> All right. Well, he was here, folks, and, and then he was gone. gone. Like my hopes and dreams. Ah, uh, who are we kidding? <laughs> you didn't have any <laughs> hopes or dreams. <laughs> this is my dream, Bill. That's a sad part. Well, you know what? It's a fantastic dream, dude. You you really you own your you own your own business. Uh, you you have a dude you live with. That's cool. Okay, we can, we can skip that part. I have a daughter I love. Yeah, and but I, you, you got a guy. I mean, you make it sound like you don't live with a guy. He's my but roommate. He, he pays half the bills. I like that. Yeah, but like, you know, you also share a lot of responsibilities with him. Like what? I don't know, man. It's your business. He pays the water and the lights. I pay the gas, That's the cable, the it. internet. And we've split the rent. And his days off are the opposite of mine. So when my days off, I sit at home naked on the couch. It's a rough job. It's somebody's got to do it, and I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing it. I don't have 80 kids in the house. It's true. I don't that. get a lot, of, a lot of opportunities to walk around naked. It's a great thing. So with that being said, <laughs> Saturday afternoon. I'm, I will not be naked. You say that. Well, no guarantees. Early. <laughs> All right. So, but seriously, Saturday, UFC 235 Woo! going down. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit because we've got, we've got some solid veterans. We got uh, Diego Sanchez on the card. We've got uh, old old Danger Gina uh, Danger Mazagi Magazi Mazagi uh, out of Anchorage. Yes. Also on the card. Very excited about that. She is fighting. Looks like uh, Macy Chiasin. Not really sure where Macy is out of, but uh, I'm excited for that one. It's always good to see an Anchorage fighter uh, on a UFC card. What about right. the main card? Well, let's get to that. Let's, let's right. wait. Let's just start Before prelims. Before we get there, yeah. Well, let's look, we can talk a little bit about this. We got Marlon Vera versus uh, Frankie Sa- Sands. Sands, Sians. We got Pollyanna Vianamoda versus Hannah Chiffers. Ciffers? Ciphers? Mm-hmm. I kind of like possibly ciphers. Ciphers. Let's go with ciphers. It's a good one. Versus Pollyanna Vianamoda. Um, I don't know. I like the name Pollyanna. I like that someone named Pollyanna is going to punch another woman in the face. However, uh, I like that uh, this, this woman, Hannah Cyphers, uh, looks like someone who likes to punch people in the face as well. It would be fun. What about the main, what the, the main event for the early prelims? Oh, are we talking about Diego Sanchez and Mickey Gall? No, no, no. That's not the main event for the prelims. Well, well we're not early, even the main event. About early prelims. Early prelims. You, Mr. Edmund versus Charles. That fight, I'm actually a little bit excited for. Okay. Because Edmund's been an up-and-coming kid, doing great things. Charles How Bird. You say that guy's name. Shaz, Shazabayan? Yeah. Shazbazan. Shazbazan? Shazam. He, Edmund Shazam. Shazam. He is an up-and-coming kid. Very, very talented. Very eager, hungry. Charles Bird, I think it's, he's had more fights. I think he's got more uh, higher-level competition. But to see those two go out, it's going to be nice. I want to see that Edmund kid go up. Uh, get him on the, At least get him on the, the prelims. You know what I mean? Yo, Diego Sanchez is is on this card. Versus Mickey. Versus Mickey Gall, the man who handed uh, 
CM Punk his first L. Five and one now. I mean, he's he's doing. I give that all day long to Diego. Just by virtue of Diego ness. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Diego, he's he's an Ultimate Fighter season one veteran. He's still there. He's been he, fighting everybody. He has fought everyone all the time. Um, and he doesn't. I mean, he's he's backed it up quite a lot. Um, so let's talk a little a little bit about uh, your your Edmund versus Bird. I, I'm not very familiar with uh, with old Charles Bird. Charles Bird, he's been around fighting on the prelims. He fought, I believe, a little bit for Bellator a little while back. He's younger kid. Okay. Um, ah, oh, I just saw this fucking fight. I'm so excited for this one. All right, Thomas Almeida and uh, Marlon Vera also fighting. There's a fight. I just, I'm just staring at right now, Bill, and I'm super excited for this fight. Tisha Torres and Wiley Zhang? No, no. Wiley? No. I'm already on the prelim card. All right. The main event for the prelims. Tell me you're not excited for that. Uh, main event for the prelims. Who are we talking about? Jeremy Stevens versus the beat. Oh, I'm... Magnum oh, Mishra. Shepetov, yeah. Oh, I'm still just going through the cards. Yeah, so as a, head, oh. as a headline for a prelim... Uh, either one of these guys are going to be main event fighters on, on their next fight. I'm, I remember watching Zabit when, they, uh, when he fought uh, in MSG. It was on the Ally Aquinta um, Habib card. Yep. It's a re- really weird card to have at in Madison Square Garden. But that high, that, his fight was, it was like watching a video game player compete. It was like watching a, again, it was like a... a, a Israel Ayasanya, the first time that you saw Israel fight, and you're like, this guy doesn't move like a normal fighter. And then it, you play him on UFC 3, and you're like, oh, this is fun. Because uh, he's, he's got these shins like T-ball bats, like just coming yep. at your leg at 1,000 miles an hour. I want to know how hard he kicks. I want to know when he's attacking uh, the, the quads uh, and the hammies oh. on Jeremy Stevens. But at the same time... I want to know how Zabit deals with those those low calf and, and ankle kicks of Jeremy Stevens. If Jeremy Stevens is able to take out Zabit's ankle, if he's able to, to do whatever it is that he has to do, I mean, he is a veteran. He's a guy that's been around for a while. He feels like he's going to, I think he put it as derailing the hype train of Zabit. I think that that's going to be an exciting fight because... Jeremy Stevens is coming off of the the loss to Jose Aldo, yep. which was a, a very significant loss. I mean, that was a, I mean, as One far as to, to the ego, like he was talking about, he was going to retire Jose Aldo. He was going to do all of these things. <laughs> oh, Connor <laughs> and Max broke him. He's a shell, and and then he gets fucking hit in the liver by Jose Aldo who punches like a little t-ball bat coming right at you or a shotgun blast, whatever it is, Jose Aldo hit him really hard in the liver. And, I would feel horrible something in my liver. But it's not just that. I mean, like, that whole prior to the fight, he oh, was yeah. talking about how he was going to retire. So the, the blow to his ego was, was probably absolutely necessary uh, you, to come back from, from a, a mental loss like that. Um, so I think we're going to see. I'm very excited. I mean, the thing fight. is, if you think about it, Jeremy Stevens has been around forever. He's been fighting for a minute now, and he has fought some high-level competition. He's got some heavy hands, and he likes to fucking just throw and just see what happens. He's got wicked knees. Oh, dude. Knees for And the days. fact that Zabit has to get close enough to hit him 
And the problem is, when you're that close to Jeremy Stevens, he's going to hit you. And it's going to see kind of where it goes. I hope it's, it's one of those stand-up, just chess matches where first one make mistakes, getting a knee to the dome. It's just one of those, like, they throw a few jabs back up, reassess what the fuck they're doing. Because, you know, either of those two can really fuck your whole day up real quick. I see this going as a beat. I see this as a, as a beats fight. I think that he's going to be able to do it. He's going to be able to use his range. He's going to be able to use his distance. He's going to be able to, to swing those kicks at, at weird angles that Jeremy Stevens hasn't seen before. I think that you, you've, seen a lot, you've seen a lot of Jeremy Stevens-type fighters on the main card. You've seen them on the undercard, but you don't see them as champions. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to say that Jeremy Stevens is never going to be a champion uh, because Bellator exists for a reason. <laughs> One exists for a reason. Um, I'm not uh, let's uh, not to take anything away from from these um, from from these um, the, these athletes and, and the athletes that fight on on Bellator cards. But remember that their light heavyweight slash heavyweight champion was cut from the UFC. He was run through by their current light heavyweight champion. If you put those two in the ring today, I don't think a whole lot changes. No. And, um, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But Jeremy Stevens, I, I don't think that, that he has what it takes for Zabit. Uh, I don't think that if he beats Zabit, he goes on to fight Max Holloway. No. Uh, you know or what? Make it goes on to fight anyone in, in that division. There's only one man in that division. Who, in your opinion, is the most, most exciting fighter in that division? Um, now on the, on the, in the 145? Yeah. Oh, man. There's got, they've got so many good fighters. Exactly. In that division. And do you consider him to be in those top ten? I mean, I'd put, put Jeremy Stevens definitely in the top ten. But top five? Well, here, I'm going to ask you a question now. We're going to jump to another fight because I'm really curious about your opinion on this. Cody versus Pedro. Okay, I'm not as familiar as I should be with uh, Pedro Munoz. Looking at, um, and I got to say, Cody Garbrandt's two losses were back-to-back against the current champion. Pedro Munoz... I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting fight. I, I should be more familiar with Pedro. You're asking me about him, but I cannot honestly call this fight. Um, yeah. I mean, looking back at it, if you look through it, I'll go with the American. He's he bought he beat uh, Brian Caraway at a tough finale. He beat Brett Johns. He lost to John Dodson. Which. No shame. No shame at all. You can't you can't mess with that at all. 2017, he beat Rob Font, Damian Stasiak. So it's, he's, he's, I don't know. Um, I'll go with the American on this one. It's not very often that I go with Cody Garbrandt, but I'm going to go with the American. Decision, decision, submission, decision, TKO. Okay, Cody Garbrandt by knockout. This is his first fight since. Since his loss to TJ. What I'm talking about for uh, Pedro. Oh. First fight since November 30th of last year. So not that far away. Yeah, okay. He fought the tough finale. Beat okay. Brian Caraway. Okay. First round, two minutes in KO. Okay, this could be fun. This is going to be fun. Uh, Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren. This is the oh, one that on. I have a you lot of questions. Hold on, you skipped over. You skipped over the... 
Yeah, Torres sure. versus Zhang. Huh? Torres versus Zhang. Women's straight, uh, strawweight. Uh, yeah, that was down at the bottom. Okay, so my fight is that my card isn't looking like it's in order. Okay. I'm going for mixed martial arts. Okay, let's just go Robbie Lawler versus Ben the fucking machine Askren. Okay. Very excited for this. Um, I think that either Robbie Lawler knocks out Ben Askren very, very quickly. That's... Or Ben Askren, Ben Askren's him. You do now. See, here's where I'm. Here's just building on a side, a side little, ha uh, ha. My buddy Mike and me bet on the fights. And How did Mike, Mike go with this? What? How did Mike go? He went. And this is the fun part. Robbie Lawler's grandmother buys pull tabs at his store every day, and she's like, "You never bet against my grandson." Mike bet for Ben Askren. And I was like, you bet against your customer, your friend's grandkid? He's all, dude, you, you can't bet against Ben Askren. I mean, he's going to Askren. He's going to come out there, shoot, take down. He's got amazing fucking takedowns, and he's going to wrestle, and Lawler is not known for his wrestling. Lawler's known to stand and bang. If it's stand and bang, I will edge it out to Lawler. I don't think Ben Askren is going to stand up. Fuck no. That uh, bell's gonna I, ring. He's gonna shoot from one side of the cage like a fucking Superman dive across the ring and take him down. He's gonna grab a toe and he's knocking. He's gonna start there. And he's not like that toe's dead. He's like an anaconda. He's just gonna wrap himself around uh, Robbie Lawler. I mean, really. But if 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 Robbie Lawler is Catch able him. to touches him, if Robbie Lawler is able to break his head immediately, Robbie Lawler gets another shot at the uh, at the title, regardless of. Now, um, who wins? No, well, let's go back to this, oh, though. Okay. Because the Ben Askren is really interesting. Because let's say he runs through Robbie Lawler. Who do we put him at at 170? Who does he fight? Oh. The winner of Jorge Masvidal versus Darren, uh, Darren Till, probably? I would, I would say... Is it Jorge or George? Like Jorge. Yeah. I would put Askren versus Usman. Win or lose? If oh, yeah, because those wins, two don't like each other. Those two have, they have, beef. have static. They got, they got issues. I've seen some video of, um, of, of Marty Usman trying to be the tough guy, which was funny because apparently they were kind of friendly previous to that. One of the things that, I mean, watch, being able to watch some of these promo videos is that uh, old, old Marty uh, Usman and, and Ben, um, no, there's they, they, they competed together like as, mm -hmm. as collegiate athletes. So you're talking about, um, so if, if, if Usman, okay, if Usman is able to get past Woodley, or he loses. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, let's. When he we'll, loses. We'll, we'll, let's go, we'll, we'll hold up to that. We'll hold up to Win or lose. That. Win or lose, I think that that fight makes sense. But also. If Askren wins. At, if Askren wins, okay, that's if Askren wins. If Askren wins. Uh, really, anyone at 170. I think that, you know, it's like you, anyone but but old, old Tyron Woodley. I'm sure they could probably make some really cool grappling match for charity, and that would be wonderful. And everyone could make a lot of money for their favorite charity. That would be great. But uh, fight. apparently, those two are not going to get into a fist fight, which is fine. That's fine. Your friendships and loyalties have to be very, very important. But what about, ooh. What about Covington versus Askren in D.C. or or anywhere? 
And, oh, my, and the winner gets dinner at the White House, regardless of who the occupant of the White House is at that particular here's time. Here's my problem with this. Shoot, what you got? Everybody knows Askren will not fight Woodley. Yeah. Woodley will not fight Askren. Yeah. Let's say Raveling match for charity, yo. I'm saying Woodley wins, keeps beating everybody's ass, retains the belt forever, hmm. which is possible, whatever. And Askren's winning. Does Askren just sit in second place? I mean, yeah. The belt, okay, so let's be honest. In, in the welterweight division, I, is probably the only division, save for maybe light heavyweight right now, and, and we'll, we'll get to that fight as well. Uh, where the belt actually matters. Yeah. Um, the welterweight division belt absolutely matters. Now, if Ben Askren goes in there and wipes the floor with everybody but won't fight for the belt, it is what it is. It still allows Ben Askren to have super fights. It still allows to see, we get to see Habib, uh, let's say Ben Askren goes through and Ragsdoll, uh, Ragdoll's Robbie Lawler. We get to see him fight Habib oh. at 170. Oh. We get to see how these oh. things go. I don't want to see, I do not want to see Habib fight Tyrone Woodley. Because if Tyrone Woodley lands anything, um, you know, like, Habib might die. And, and I say that as someone who's fully aware that if Tyrone Woodley punched me, I would die. I would just fucking die. And I would deal with it. The best part about Tyrone Woodley is he's not just a heavy hitter. No. He is. He can take you, he takes grown men. Very strong, grown men, and he holds them in a place where they are absolutely helpless. Yep. Okay? Darren Till outweighed... I'm willing to guarantee you, Darren Till outweighed him when they fought. Oh, Darren easy. Till was, was, was taller, he was bigger, and, and Tyron Woodley cradled him. I wasn't going to say name is bitch, him but... Out. See, no, but no, no disrespect. Tyron Woodley is probably the best welterweight fighter of all time. Re I mean, um, GSP just retired, but GSP was never going to fight Tyron Woodley. No, he, he, fight he would fight He would never have fought Tyron Woodley when Tyron Woodley was in strike force. No. Um, you know, like, Tyron Woodley's a whole different kind of beast. And the fact, one thing I, I love about him, he's so well-rounded. Yeah. You can be like, oh, my God, I'm a great wrestler. Fight Woodley. Mm, nah. I'm a great striker. Box Woodley. Mm, nah. Kickboxing, kickboxing, mm, mm fuck that. Jiu-jitsu, nope. What do you do to that guy? Uh, you know, you had Damian Maya in there with him, and Damian oh. Maya struggled. Um, so, the Damian only, Maya, one of the greatest jiu-jitsu artists. The, the to only get in thing there. I see with Askren and Woodley is a grappling match for charity, and then that's how cancer gets cured. Um, just kidding. All right. So, but back to uh, well, let's go back to this. Okay, but, so the next okay, fight. Okay, so we're going with Ben Askren on this one. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going with Ben Askren. I, I'm, I know it's going to be Askren, but I'm if if J if Robbie can get one strike, if he's going in, he gets that one uppercut or that one head kick, it could end it all quick. The problem is, if it does not end in the first minute, Askren's going to mop the floor. So we're going with Askren. Okay. All right, uh, T Wood. And Kamaru Marty Usman. I got to go with the champ. Is there an option? Uh, All I heard was Woodley's going to go out there and flex him on the ring and then get the belt, put on his waist, and walk out. And still. I mean, 
nothing against Usman. He's a great dude. He's did a kill lot of me too. He's another guy that kill me. <laughs> but um, you never want to bet against the champ, champ. You know what I mean? That dude's a champion of of life. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're going we're we're both on, yep. on Team Woodley. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, John the, the, main, the event. main event. Johnny Bones Jones, Anthony Lionheart Smith. 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 I gotta, go, I gotta go Smith all day long. So, thing to remember um, about this: uh, John Jones and Smith are are the same uh, the same height. So Smith is a guy that's like he's he's deceptively. Are sad. they the same height? Yeah, they're both I, six four. I thought Jones had a little bit of height on him. Yeah, I thought he did as well. I saw a picture of them at the uh, you know at uh, not necessarily the weigh-ins, but during uh, during one of their face-offs, and and it looked like John Jones <laughs> had a couple of inches on him. But you're looking at you're looking at this, and you're looking at a guy in Lionheart that has a lot of experience, who who shot up out of nowhere, and he he really was the only option uh, for John Jones to fight uh, for that light heavyweight belt, other than DC. Did you see the reach difference? No. John Jones, eighty-four and a half. History, yeah, eighty-four inches. Anthony Smith. 76 inches. Seven and a half inch difference. Okay. That is... Wow. That's a little intimidating. Eh. Eh. Nope. I'm going with Lionheart. I'm going with Lionheart by... Fucking ragdoll by blood and guts. Uh, if I were putting money on it, I'd go with John Jones. But, but I'm not. I gotta go with Lionheart. I have to go with Anthony just because I think he's gonna bring something to the table to fight Jones that Jones hasn't had to compete against yet. As far as the way his style, the way he carries himself. He stays calm even when you're landing shots on him that are heavy, heavy shots. He doesn't react to them. He's getting rocked, but he doesn't get, you know, back up, back up, try to run away. He'll stand in there and try to find ways through. When most guys that Jones has been connecting with try to back up and, you know, reset and figure it out. If you watch old Anthony fights, he stands there and just takes those shots. And while he's getting hit, he's trying to find ways to either do a takedown or ways to throw it back. He's trying to figure things out while standing in the pocket. I like that he wore a bright red suit to a, <laughs> a press conference. I'll give him props on the suit. I, I like how I'm sitting here trying to analysis, analysis the, analyze how he's going to do this. You're like, he has a pretty suit. That's amazing, Bill. <laughs> the red suit. I appreciate a suit. I'm a guy that appreciates a suit. Like Bruce Buffer has the greatest suits of all time. The fact that he's also the underdog astonishes me. Just flabbergasted. Why he's such a... Everybody's giving him zero chance to win. Well, okay, so you're talking about a guy who is who's been in the top ten in the UFC for a couple of months, right? And he's going against the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time. A guy who's potentially, asterisks or not, potentially the greatest UFC fighter of all time. And... We're looking, and, and, that, and that's the truth. You, you're shaking your head, you're blowing smoke out, but the fact of the matter is, is there's not a lot of guys uh, who have done in life 
what John Jones has been able to accomplish at 205 pounds. I just, to me, if you're the greatest of all time, everything should be a factor, including what has happened to you in your career. If you want to be the greatest at what you do, then everything about you should be that. No, I think that I think it has to be on a sliding scale. Like, yeah, this person maybe wasn't, you know, fucking. Uh, this person was a terrible sportsman, right? This mm-hmm. person did not have the, the did not have the most sportsmanlike conduct. However, they ran over their opponents, just blew through them, crushed them. Uh, and did it in a way that we hadn't seen before. Does that take away from their greatness because they said mean things? Uh, you know, John Jones has no, uh, no, no. But his personal life, uh, his personal cho- what? Were you? Not that. What? The fact that he has been popped for steroid use is what gets me, and popped for cocaine gets me. Yeah, but cocaine's a party drug. Like it's not like he was taking cocaine and like he tested it was making positive. him a better fighter. He. You ever fought someone high on coke in your life? You can't knock them out. I've fought people that are high. And landed shots that should have for sure put them night-night. And they were unable to go night-night. Yeah, and but- I think that if you say I'm the greatest fighter of all time, then why did you need the steroids or the cocaine to help you? I just think the cocaine probably was just something he liked to party with. Well, it was a high enough dosage that they believed he was high during his first fight against D.C., that makes it funny. <laughs> well, watching if the replays, got... there's some of those shots that DC landed. I'm not saying DC's you know a heavy knockout artist, but some of those shots he landed. But he did should've... knock out Stipe Miocic. It should have put him to sleep. It should have. But Jones just took it and looked at him like that didn't even hurt. I don't know. I don't how, know if it was numb. How accurate that is. And we're working without a producer at the moment. So, by the way, if you are a young person or an old person, you have to be old over 19 for certain. Um, and you are able to, to handle production work while Wade is running the register, this is a perfect opportunity. There, right now, there is someone sitting on the couch. We could send them over to the computer to do our research. But whatever, hey. You know, but I, I, just, lazy. I just think that if, if this, the drug use has got to put a little uh on his fighting career you're talking to the wrong person <laughs> uh if you are if you're thinking that i'm i may say something bad about drug use i think that we just have to be honest about our league right? exactly if you have like if you have an all weed jujitsu league um then then you know like going in it on adderall would probably uh be a little <laughs> bit uncool but you know if you have a uh if you're in a, a sports league that allows for uh, the use of um, performance enhancers, we'll call them, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, as long as you're honest about what performance enhancers you're on, as long as you're giving that sort of transparency to that thing that you're trying to be a part of, uh, if the rule is you got to tell us what you're on, then dagnabbit, you got to tell them what you're on. But the fact that he popped positive for it, got his belt stripped, was blah, blah, gone for all this time, comes back to fight, and pops positive. So the UFC moves the whole venue to Cali so you can fight. You had the greatest fight for the greatest fighter of all time. In your division, you don't need that shit. Eh. He couldn't help it. 
Like it wasn't his call. But I to hope move this the, time the UFC to event to California. I hope this time he is on every drug you can find. And our boy still sleeps his ass. I just think it's kind of suspect that they're not going to release uh, the tests until like right before the fight. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sit well with me. Last time that happened was when Lesnar fought Hunt. And they released like a half hour for the fight. And Hunt didn't realize that Lesnar failed every test for steroid possible. And then Hunt sued them because he was pissed that they gave him that loss. And he said that the guy was fighting shouldn't have fought, period. But they let him fight anyways. Yeah, so I Hunt read... took all the money. I read something about like uh, regarding that if you... Um, you should have the expectation that the guy you're fighting is on steroids. That was, <laughs> that was part of the actual decision. And it was really weird, um, and, and I'm not sure about like all of the details, but I remember reading on, on MixedMartialArts.com um, that, yeah, there's sort of an expectation that you are fighting someone who is going to be on performance enhancers if you are going to sit at the... If you are going to get... A, sorry about that. Woo! Sorry about that, folks. If you are going to get in a ring or you are going to get in a cage, you should have that expectation that the person you are going to compete against is going to be on the juice juice. I mean, it's like if you fight a Diaz, you know they're going to be hot while you're fighting. You, you should know this. Just expect it. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the I way, guess. I was confused at the last UFC uh, show that was on uh, free on TV. Okay. I was a little uh, confused at a person who was doing commentary. Okay. Who was fired from doing commentary? Who went to Bellator and fought and got his ass whooped. Chelson? Yes. What about Chelson? Chelson is commentating for UFC now? Mm-hmm. Really? He was doing the in-ring interviews. He is. There are not a lot of a lot of guys that could be better for it afterwards. But the fact that they're like, dude, you pop positive for weed? You're fired for smoking weed. He's like, I'll go fuck. I'll smoke weed where I want. And then, like, what, a year later, they're like, you know what? Come on back. You're the state that allows it. You're not fighting. Smoke that shit, son. It's crazy, though, because that's um, that's sort of the same thing you're talking about, going to a state that allows it, uh, taking John Jones' fight and moving it from Nevada to California um, is exactly the same thing. You know, 100%. Right. So, you know, like, you can't get mad at, uh, you know, you can't get upset with John Jones for that happening. Yeah. This fight, though, just a little side note, all over social media was that little kid whose last wish was to go watch John Jones, his favorite fighter, fight. And the family paid all their money they had saved up to take him to front row versus John Jones versus uh, Alexander Gustafson. They moved the venue and didn't honor any of the tickets. The family posted on social media about how this is so wrong, we did all this. Dana White is now flying that family out to this fight. They get front row backstage passes. They get to sit up with all the... They get to do cocaine with John. He's going to bring an eight ball for them. Labeled it. Your special needs. For all your special needs, we got you. So here's uh, here's an interesting note um, about John Cena. John Cena has um, honored more make-a-wishes than any other celebrity ever. And still going. Yeah. Do you know why? Because John Cena hates kids. What if that's what it is? What if he gets a sick kick out of it? Ha <laughs> ha! 
Okay. Gonna go meet a kid. You know what I'm not gonna do next week? <laughs> meet that kid. John Cena has no children. No. John Cena enjoys sick kids. John Cena doesn't want your kids to get better. Damn. That's so fucked up. Shout out to John Cena. Hope you're not listening to this. Want to beat Bill's ass? If so, Soldat in Alaska is where we're at. True story, John. I mean, if he wants to hit you, he's got some massive ass arms. So I went to um, a couple of WWE events with uh, with a former supervisor of mine, and there was a kid in the front row who's very like clearly special needs, and he was in an Austin 316 shirt. And he was yelling the most obscene stuff to John Cena. John Cena, suck my... All the worst things you could possibly say. And I was like, how famous are you when, like, people are saying the worst stuff to you and you can't respond to it because you're that much of a good guy? And I know John could hear it. John's smiling. I mean, he had Nikki Bella, I guess. I think he might have still been married at the time. Does it matter? Never married, just dated. No, no, he never married Nikki Bella, but I think he still, still may have been married to his ex-wife. Oh, damn. It's before Nikki. It's might have been back. before Nikki. Yep. All right, well, uh, good old Wad Day sitting there doing the 3-0 sign at us. I don't know our time All is right. up. So we've hit our 30-minute mark. So, folks, before we go, let you know, this Saturday, me and Bill are going to try to be at... Fuck it, let's do it. We're going to be at Buckets for the prelims. What time do the prelims start, Dave? That Wade, is, that's a question. Those here. of you at home, prelims start at two thirty p.m. local time. It just says March two thirty p.m. Yeah, it's, so it's two, local two thirty here. Two thirty yeah. here. Uh, so we're and those are on ESPN, correct? Yes. So we will go to Bucket Sports Grill in lovely Seoul, Datna. Um, and we will. Order oh some shit! Wings. That's early prelims. You four o'clock for the prelim. Four o'clock for the prelims. Four o'clock on local ESPN. Time? Yes. Four o'clock local time. ESPN. Uh, we will be at Buckets, Buckets. Sports Grill. If you Sports come Bar. by to Bucket Sports Grill and you see me and Bill there, and you say, "Hey, I heard it's on the podcast. I'm here to watch you guys. I'll buy you a soda." We'll be the guys in the fifty-one fifty vapes t-shirts. Yeah. Just yeah. come over and say hi. Guess what we'll do? Buy we'll you a soda. Buy you a soda. You sit with us. We'll cut a podcast. Maybe let you get, let you get on the podcast. Get your opinion on things. Yeah. Come by. Join us. Yeah. So we want to thank you all for listening. It's been a great, great time. Yeah. Thanks for wearing pants or don't wear pants, whatever. Don't come naked. Cops, then cops come. There's kids there. They need to get charges. Just not do that. Don't put your dick in the salsa. Or do. Or do. Whatever. Take it to the bathroom, though. Just make or sure if you do, do not share that with me and Bill. We don't want your dick salsa. Yeah, tell us before you try to share it with us. Yeah, like, hey, put my dick in this. I won't try it. I'm wouldn't imagine that I'd try it either. Like, I just can't. I mean, there, I'm not like, it's not like there's like a, like a litmus. There's not a whole lot of, like, someone's like, hey, put my dick in the salsa. I'm not going to eat the salsa. I got no interest in the salsa. You can make like, the I rock. don't care who the fuck you are. The rock. Like, if, if the rock was like, hey, guys, I put my dick in the salsa, it wouldn't be my thing. <laughs> However, if, like, if a really pretty female celebrity was like, hey, I put my lady here in the salsa, I might try the salsa. It's <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. He's not ruling it out. Not a Labrador. I don't want Labrador salsa. No, no, no labodactyls. What? Labodactyl. They're big, long, like pterodactyl wings. Labodactyls. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was talking about Labradors and labias. But Ooh. Yeah. 
Right now, I'm just sitting here waiting for uh, Wade to come back. You know, we're going to end ourselves, folks. We're going to cut Wade out of the circle. All right. I want to thank y'all for listening. It's been a pleasure. Hope to see you Saturday. Buckets, 4 o'clock. Look for two sexy men wearing 5150 shirts or hats. Yeah. All right. All right we're out.